Thank you for listening to the Pentecostals of West Houston podcast, where we are spirit-filled and spirit-led. Join us live at POWH.org. We want to welcome Brother Justin Labor from Richmond, Texas. Come preach to us the word of the Lord. Oh, come on. Let's give it to the Lord, shall we? It's funny because I used to be from New Iberia, Louisiana, and now hearing it said that I'm from Richmond, Texas kind of makes me chuckle now. (laughs) I still got the Louisiana in my heart. I may be out of the state, but it's still in my heart. (laughs) Indeed, I do have a fresh word from God. I I sought the Lord. I have sought the Lord over the last few days. I, I have done my absolute best to try to find the mind of God for every church service that we go into because every opportunity, every church service that we come together is, is nothing more than an opportunity for the Holy Ghost to show up and, and do a work. Every opportunity that we have when we come together, it's, it's for us to come into the presence of God, to be touched by God, and for somebody to leave out different from the way that they came in whether you're a saint or a visitor alike. Every time we come into the presence of God, something should happen. There should be a touch. There should be a a deliverance. There should be a victory. Something should happen every single time that we come together as the body of God. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter number 28. I I actually woke when when I opened my eyes this morning to go up, to get up early, to go to work, the Holy Ghost told me to go to Matthew 28, and I am going to read verse number 16. Again, it is good to be here with, with one of my most best friends. He is a mentor. He is a friend. He is a confidant in ministry. I trust him. He knows that he can speak into my life. You are blessed, P-O-W-H. You are blessed with a wonderful pastor. Matthew 28 and verse number 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Looking back at the same, repeating the same verse again, verse number 17. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Lay your Bibles aside. Let's pray over this service together. Lord, we thank you for the word. We thank you for what you are about to do in this house. Give us ears to hear and a heart to receive what the Spirit wants to speak to the church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand clap of praise before you're seated. You may be seated. Thank you. God is still the same whether it's Wednesday night or Sunday morning. He's still the same. He hasn't changed. I sought the Lord in prayer because I, I have made it a point to make sure that every church service I walk into that I come with a fresh word. I am not looking to walk in to preach something else that somebody else had given me or, or I, I just made it up in my mind earlier this year that I have got to hear from God for what the particular church needs to hear. Good to see you, by the way. Cancer-free. Look what the Lord hath done. 
So this morning, as I was told to turn to, by the Holy Ghost to, verse, to chapter 28 of the book of Matthew, reading it so many times before, there was something that had jumped out at me this morning that I probably I have never preached anywhere before, but something that somebody needed to hear on Wednesday night. That is such a strange and peculiar statement that is said in verse number 17 of our text tonight from the book of Matthew. When the Bible said, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. That is such a peculiar statement to me because of all the things that they've seen Jesus do leading up until this point, they have watched him literally raise the dead. They have watched him raise himself up from the dead. They have watched him perform the miraculous, the healing of the blind eyes. They have watched him perform the miraculous of healing the deaf. They have watched him feed over 5,000 people on numerous occasions over and over from the beginning of Matthew all the way to the book of John to the end of John. There were miracles. One writer had even said that if all the miracles were captured, I wouldn't, there wouldn't even be enough room to capture. All the books couldn't write what he had done because he had done so much. But what intrigued me and what captured my attention today was that some worshipped him, but they still doubted. Some said, I don't know about this, but I'm going to still worship. I'm going to worship him. I don't know exactly how this is going to turn out, but I'm going to worship him anyway. I'm preaching to somebody on Wednesday night that might be sitting in doubt wondering if things are going to work out. You still got to worship him regardless of the fact. No matter what. I might have been in doubt with the doctor's report, but I still got to worship him. I might. Are you telling me it's okay to doubt? Hey, the last time I checked, ladies and gentlemen, we're human. We're flesh. We've got questions. But you know what? Just keep right on worshiping. Keep right on believing. Keep right on trusting. I came at the beginning of this year preaching. It had been not long after my daughter had almost died, my 12-year-old or my 13-year-old. She had almost died. I'd like to sit here and tell you that I sat in that hospital room in that surgery center at Texas Children's. Bishop Lewis, I'd like to have told you that I sat there full of faith and I thought everything was going to be all right. But Brother Marcus Anderson, there was, a, there was a point in time sitting in that doctor's office when something got a hold of me and said, what if she dies? Tell you, I, I, I'd have loved to have sat down. I, I wanted to sit there full of faith and just say, you know what? Everything is going to be all right. But Brother David, when, when reality's sitting on my shoulders, when the reality of something is sitting on my shoulders and the, and the severity and the seriousness of something is sitting there staring at me in the face, there's something inside of me that says, well, what if God doesn't show up? Not that he hasn't shown up before, but I am human. We are all human and we are subject to this stuff. These were disciples that walked with him, that knew him daily, saw him daily, but the human element took over and they said, what if he doesn't show up? What if he doesn't come through? What if he doesn't do what he said he would do? But yet it never stopped them from worshiping. Nothing was going to take that from them. They said, hey, we... 
They said, we may not see him right now, but I'm still going to worship. I may not can feel him right now, but I'm still going to lift my hands. I'm I haven't seen all what I want to see yet. Keep worshiping God, honey, because it's coming through. Tell y'all something. The last six months, prior up until tonight, I'm telling you, I have, sta- I have literally stared hell in the face. It, Brother Davis, uh, Cosme, it's been so hard to even go to church and lift my hands because of everything that's just weighing down on me. But there's still something inside of me that says it may not feel like, I may not feel like doing this right now, but I've got to do it. I may not feel like saying hallelujah, but I've got to do it. I may not, oh gosh, gotcha. Come on, I feel something stirring in here. I'm trying to pick your faith up right now. And I can feel my help coming right about now. Why did the Holy Ghost send me here on Wednesday night? I'm going to tell you why. Because some of you are facing situations right now and you got your back against the wall and you got situations pushing you in the corner. But I'm telling you right now, the antidote and the prescription is to keep worshiping God and keep believing God because something is going to change. Something is going to transpire. Mary told him, she said, he's coming. You said he's coming. Are you sure about that? He's coming. Y'all keep worshiping. He's coming. You saw Thomas was one, he's one of the most, he's the famous doubter of them all. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna believe this unless I see it. That's right. You're preaching with me, sister. Thank you. He appeared to him. And, Tom, and, and for, the, for his own edification, Jesus told him, Thomas, come and touch me. I'm right here. I have what you have been waiting on. You wanted to see me? Here I am. Now come touch me. But even after all of that has transpired, he's out of the grave. And Mary's done went and told the news. He's out. He's coming. And they're standing around saying, is he, is he, is he coming or is he not? I don't understand. I, to me, I, 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 it's just, it's the biggest component of this faith walk that we have. I don't know. I can't, Bishop Lewis, I don't know why God waits to push us to, the, to nearly the brink of it, the brink of disaster before he comes walking right in and says, you thought you were going to be destroyed, but I've had you this entire time. You thought things were going to come apart, but I've had you this entire time. You thought your world was going to be turned upside down, but but everything is going to be all right. All you've got to do is keep worshiping. All you've got to do is keep believing. Hallelujah. They looked at each other and they said, well, well you could feel you felt like a goosebumps. I'm telling you, there's an angelic presence that is in this sanctuary even right now. There is a host of angels that have walked into this building even right now. And there are ministering spirits that are in this service to bring you what you need. We don't worship the angels, but they're working on behalf of God right now to get you what you need. Lower back be healed now. 
lower back be healed from the middle of the spinal column to the very bottom also into your feet right now the Holy Ghost just told me God is healing your feet and touching your feet and the back of your ankles all the way into the arches on your feet as a matter of fact it's the left side more than it is the right side is that right how long has that been like that that's that's done after tonight God is fixing that oh hallelujah The questions arose. Oh, I feel so much faith in here right now. The Holy Ghost just told me to tell you, whatever this is that is happening, something's happened in the last three weeks, and they told you it was over. We can't do anything else about it, but the Holy Ghost just told me to tell you it is not over because I have said it's not over yet. understand they're humans they're looking at each other and they're going so what do we do do we go back to fishing do we go back to uh, what's next what what do we do does life go back to normal for us he's gone he's not here and yet she's telling us he's coming what do you want us to do i don't know about the rest of you but y'all need to start worshiping God. That's what they look at you. We're going to worship anyway. We're going to raise our hands anyway. We're going to praise him anyhow. We're going to do what we got to do anyhow. I'm going to pay my tithes anyhow. Hey, it may, my finances might be in the tank, but I'm still going to trust him. I'm still going to pay my tithes. I'm still going to worship him. I'm still... for the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to pray in the Holy Ghost for about 30 seconds right now. Somebody ought to pray in the Holy Ghost for about 30 seconds. Come on, lift your hands. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I feel so much faith in here right now. Oh, come on. Come on, stand to your feet. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to stop there, but I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is moving in here. Pray in the Holy Ghost for a few moments. I have come to release something into your spirits on this Wednesday night. I have come to bring a word of faith and a word of encouragement to pick somebody up. It may not look like everything is going the way that it's supposed to, but I've come to tell somebody that if you'll just keep worshiping God, everything will turn out the way that it was intended to the first time. God is in control. God has got this. be seated up for the Holy Ghost in here I sat in that hospital room and I, I brother David I, I said I, I, what's going to happen to my daughter you know out of all five of my children out of all five of my children she's she's the one that you know she's just the one I, I mean I love all my kids but it, you go ask my wife my wife will tell you to this day she said that she, God must have played some kind of cruel joke on her because my Ariana is me in a female form. That's what she'll tell you. That's just my, that's, she's just my love, you know, that's just my, that's my girl. And I, I just sat there and I, I, I took it personal because I literally felt like the devil was taking a shot at me personally. 
by coming after her. And I sat there, and, I, and I'm telling you, I would love to tell you that I sat there, and I was just full of faith, and everything was going to be all right. I was texting him. I was texting preachers everywhere because I, I said, somebody, please tell me everything is going to be okay. I can, it, it's easy to believe for somebody else. It's easy to walk down to the altar and lay your hand on somebody else and believe for them. But when it's something so close to home, I'm telling you, it's hard to worship when there's doubt involved because the two don't go together. But you know what happened to these disciples? They said, we may not see them yet, but we're going to keep right on doing what we were doing. And I've come to tell somebody at POWH, it may not be here just yet, but keep right on dancing. It may not be here just yet, but keep right on praising. It may not be here just yet, but keep right on worshiping. I'm talking I've got a target audience in here I'm talking to the one that just everything the, the pressure of life is just weighing down and caving down on you and you look at back at me tonight on Wednesday night and said yeah but that's easy for you to say listen I'm telling you, I've been there just that long ago when it's hard to get one hand up to try to make the other one to come up and raise them together. It was hard to walk down to the altar and say, God, I don't understand everything, but I've got to trust you. That is the way that God ordained this. Faith is the substance of things hoped for with the evidence of things not seen. I may not can see it, but I know that he's there. And I... I just know that I know that I know that God is in control. And I'm telling somebody on Wednesday night, God is in control of your life. God is in control of every situation. No matter how bad man's messed it up or how things, how bad you about to mess things up, God is still in control. God is still on the throne. You don't think they stood there and looked at each other and said that to each other? Y'all really want to worship God right now? I mean, do you, do, y'all, do you guys really want to worship him right now? Well, I mean, that somebody, somebody had to be the voice of reason in the group. I mean, there was 12. One of them, one of them checked out, so there's 11 left. And he's checked out for good. He, he checked out of that room permanently. He gone. Yeah, he, he's no more. He gone. I heard a silly argument. <laughs> I heard a silly argument not that long ago where people were twisting scriptures and... <laughs> doing things somebody, somebody just said Sunday said well if you can twist scriptures the Bible told it when in, in reference to Judas they said the Bible said to go and do thou likewise so the question was is that is it okay for you to hang yourself because the Bible said so absolutely not we don't follow that example we don't twist scripture to fit to fit every to fit every agenda that we think it needs I know that that'll preach too that's about to preach for another day but there's 11 of them one of them, I don't know, the Bible just says that some doubted. We don't, I don't know the percentage, I don't know the ratio of the people that doubted versus the people that believed. All that I know was that there was doubt somewhere in the camp. But even with the doubt, Mary said, he's coming. Y'all need to get ready because he's about to show up. Now the Bible doesn't say that half of them worship. The Bible said they worship, but some that were worshiping were doubting. We have got to continuing to continue in worship no matter what. No matter how bad it is, no matter what it looks like, or what's been said, or who said what. All that I know is that I've got to believe it. I've got to continue believing and trusting in him that everything is going to work out in my favor.
those two spies come back and, and they said there's 10 of them they all go out two of them come back hey we can take this guys ladies and gentlemen we can take this this is ours and the rest of the bunch come back oh no no no, no we're not they went off of what their eyes was what they could see Oftentimes, as human beings, your eyes will lie to you and tell you the exact opposite of what God is trying to do. Don't let your human instincts take over when God is trying to operate in faith. At that point, you have got to let your faith and you have got to take your faith and connect that with the faith of God and let God operate. My human side's telling me, don't believe it, but you know what? I've got to trust God. That is the internal struggle that every single apostolic Christian is going to face. It's not so much the enemy. I'm, the, the enemy's got a place reserved for him. He's got, he's, he's got reservations already. He's done with. The biggest struggle is myself. The biggest struggle is my flesh. The biggest struggle that I'm going to have is going to be at that place. Either I believe God or I don't. Either he said it or he didn't. Either it's, it's, it's going to come to pass or it's not. That is the internal struggle that I have with myself. Because physical circumstances are telling me otherwise. And that's what I've come to tell somebody on Wednesday night. I don't care what it looks. I don't care what you walked in here with. God has the ability to turn everything around. I'm talking about immediately. Within uh, the, the time and space is nothing to God. He's everywhere at one time. He can be anywhere at once because he's that big. He's omnipotent. He is omnipresent. And he is omniscient. He can do anything at once. Because time and space, that, that's nothing to him. I will never forget years ago, I was preaching in Tupelo, Mississippi at, at Danny Robbins Church. Uh, and I was in a service and the Holy Ghost was moving. I mean, it was moving powerfully. And uh, there was a gentleman that was in the back and the Holy Ghost told me, said his mom's got a blood condition. She's not in this country, but she's somewhere else. But she's got a blood condition. And you tell him that I'm going to heal her right now. I, I pulled the gentleman out in the aisle and I told him, I, the Lord told me to tell him and I just said it, did as the Lord said. I said, sir, I don't know who you are. I said, but there's a lady in your life. I think, I, I, I want to say it's your mom. He said, yeah, that's my mom. I said, she is in another country tonight. He said, that's right. I said, God told me to tell you that she was going to be healed. He, he just kind of looked at me. He, he you know, I, I thought he was going to cut a rug or do something. To worship, or, or just, he just kind of stared at me, brother Anderson. He just kind of looked at me with just, Real strange looking. I thought, okay, well, I think the uh, musicians come. These altars are open. <laughs> All right. You've been there before, had you? He's just kind of standing there. And I went back to preaching. He, I, I never noticed. He left out of the sanctuary. He was gone for a while. And all of a sudden, he come walking back in. And I heard the doors of the church, old country church, and them doors come flying. Come, boom, doors come flying open. He come running through the sanctuary. He said, brother, 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 brother. I said, what, what, what? He said, my mama was laying in bed. He said, it is 2.30 in Nigeria right now. He said, my mama's laying in bed, and she just called me. And he said, oh, he said, my mama told me she don't know what happened. But all of a sudden, as she laid in the bed, there was a light that had come into the room. And all of a sudden, she started feeling better. I'm in Tupelo, Mississippi. She's thousands of miles away in Africa. Some worship, they worshiped, but some doubted. They worshiped. When they saw him, they worshiped, but some doubted. I don't want to be on that side. 
I'm not telling you know, faith without works is dead. We understand that. Everybody's walked in with, a, with, with, an, with some sort of measure of faith. That's what the book of Romans tells us. You had some faith when you walked in. Who's got the Holy Ghost in here? Raise your hand. When you got the Holy Ghost, you had to believe that you were going to get the Holy Ghost. That is faith. You wouldn't have got it if you wouldn't believe that you was going to get it. Now, in, in my case, it was strange because I didn't even know what the Holy Ghost was. Somebody told me the Holy Ghost, and I said, the what? And they said, the Holy Ghost. I said, what's that? They said, yeah, you'll see. I went to the altar not even expecting to get the Holy Ghost. I didn't even know what it was. I went to the altar because everybody else went. And I just prayed because everybody else prayed, and then boom, I got the Holy Ghost. Wasn't even trying to get it. Didn't even know what it was. And, did, and, and I, I just, it was just a crazy, it was a crazy experience. But everybody has got a measure of faith. No matter how much the devil fights you, no matter what life throws at you, there is still something within you that says, God has got this. No matter how much doubt has crept in, no matter how much disappointment has crept in, no matter how much failure there's been, there's always still that one last glimmer of hope deep down inside you that says there's still something there. God's still in control. God is still going to do this. God is still going to come through. I sat in there, that hospital room that night. Doctors had come... The doctor had come out. She said, Mr. Leva, go get the rest of your family. And, and we sat down, and she just kind of had this look. And I'm like, what? I, I, I said, what's wrong? She said, this child should have been dead 12 days ago. I said, huh? She said, your daughter should have died 12 days ago. Her, her appendix has been ruptured for 12 days. She said, but there, there was, and I kept telling my daughter, I, even with, with tears running down my face, I kept telling my daughter, I said, I don't know how this, I don't know how this is all going to go down. But I kept telling my daughter before she went to surgery, I said, baby, I don't know how this is going to go down. I said, but somehow or another, God is going to get glory out of this one way or another. How he's going to get it, I don't know. But it's going to happen. And she said, daddy, I hope so. I said, I'm telling you, sweetheart, God is going to get glory out of this. I know it's hard to sit there tonight and think, is me almost getting destroyed, how is God going to get any glory out of that? He will. Because he could have let things fall apart a lot longer ago than where you are right now. But he held you together and he held everything together because something is going to transpire that God is going to get glory out of. It may not look like it right now, but I'm telling you, start worshiping God and watch what happens. That doctor come back, come out of there. She said, the baby should have been dead 12 days ago. She said, I've done over 3,500 appendectomies in my life. And she said, I've never seen anything this bad in my life, ever. She said, the child's appendix, when it ruptured, it exploded into her back. It went into her back. And she said, I literally had to scrape pieces of the appendix out of off of her kidneys and get scar tissue out because it's been sick. She said, but the body, she said, her body did something that I've never seen in my entire life. And she said, I do not have an explanation for it I said what happened she said when the appendix ruptured she said for some reason the body built a mass around the infection and kept the infection contained and it stayed in one spot she said I've never seen that before ever I've never 
I said, ma'am, because there's something greater at work here that you've never seen before. And I said, it's God that has done this for my daughter. He, she contained, he contained this mass. I'm telling you, it was the absolute hardest thing to do to sit in that hospital room and sit there and say, God, I know you got this. It was hard. I, it, it was just hard. I couldn't, I, I'd love to sit here and tell you I could, but I couldn't. It was easy for, you know, and it, it, there's always, that, it, it's like Job's comforters. There's always that one that comes, and it doesn't matter for, the, for any situation. There's always that one that seems like it shows up and just says, oh, well, you know, just believe God. And it's like, okay, armchair quarterback, thank you. But what about the rest of the hell that I've got going on in my life? You going to help me with that too? I've got real life situations and real life problems that I'm trying to deal with for an armchair quarterback to walk along and just, oh, well, you know, it'll be all right. Yeah, sure. Well, you want to come sit in the car with me? You want to come sit here and come through and, and sit through all this other stuff that I'm going through too? These guys, these disciples, all, they, they all had dilemmas. They all had problems. They all had, I don't know who had families, who didn't. I don't know who had, who had jobs, who didn't have jobs. All I know is that they had one common thread among them, and they were all humanity. And they walked with him. They had issues. They had sin. They had problems. They had circumstances. They had, they, they, they had jobs that they walked away from. They followed him all the way to the end. Watched him resurrect for him to come back. After all of that, and, they, and, some still, and some still doubted, and some doubted, because we don't know what the future holds. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm going to prophesy and give a promise to this church. 2020, we have 20 years that is going to pass now since 2000. We have two decades that are passing. 20 it's going to be a year of revival and a year of restoration for this church. People are going to walk into this place and become restored because of the love of God that is shed through people in this assembly. Because I'm telling you, if there is one thing that POWH does well, I'm telling you, you got the market cornered on loving folks. That is that, that, I'm telling you, there's no argument there, hands down. When it comes to wrapping your arms around people and loving them. But what I'm telling you is, because of all that this church has poured into people that were considered unlovable, the saints of God that have gone above and beyond to reach out and wrap their arms around people that, were, that the world considered unlovable, I'm telling you, God is going to recompense and begin to bring about restoration to people in this church that have been beat down, that have been thrown down, that have been trodden down, and that have gone through. Because I'm telling you, I can walk in this sanctuary and begin to put my hands on people that have been, at, been through loss after loss after loss in 2019 and that have been through circumstances and situations that have literally tried to tear you to shreds, character assassinations, and all kind of things that have gone on with people in this church, outside, with, with circumstances outside of church. But I'm telling you, you can mark this down and take this to the bank because the Holy Ghost said it. When that clock strikes on January the 1st of 2020, it is going to be a year of restoration, and God is going to begin to bring things back around to people in this church. Come on, let's stand. Come on, Ambrose. I don't want to be found doubting on Wednesday night.
I want to stand to my feet and I want to begin to magnify him. I want to begin to praise him with my lips and have a praise in my steps. I want to begin to magnify him. If you would, I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, let's pray. Let's push, let's push in the Holy Ghost for just a moment. Lift your hands. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment. Come on, worship God. Pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost tongues. Come on, pray in the Spirit for just a moment. There's a barrier I'm trying to break through right now. There's a barrier I'm trying to break through right now. I want you to tear the doubt down. I want you to tear the unbelief down. I want you to notice with me, they didn't say the unbelief, they just said the doubt. I want you to pull the doubt down. When you felt like you've touched God, when you felt like you've prayed and touched God, I want you to clear out from where you are. I want you to get out of those, I want you to get out of those pews and get in the aisle. When you felt like you've touched God and come into the presence of God, I want you to clear out from where you are and begin to praise Him and begin to magnify Him. Come on. You ought to be worshiping God in this sanctuary. You ought to be magnifying God in this sanctuary right now. Come on, there's a deep move of the Holy Ghost trying to take place. Come on, come on, clear out of those pews. Clear out of those seats. Begin to wave your arms. Begin to magnify. I'm, I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Brother Labor, I'm worshiping, but I'm wounded. Come on and worship anyway. Brother Labor, I'm doubting, but I'm still going to worship. Worship him anyway. Brother Labor, I'm depressed, but I'm still going to worship. Come on. Come on. You that's doubted for this one last time, come on and worship him. I'm telling you, God is doing it right now. There's something deep moving in these altars. There's something deep moving in this service. Come on, worship Him. Worship Him from the depths of your soul. Worship Him. Come on, call on God from the depths of your spirit. Call on Him from the very souls, from the from every fiber of your being. We're not running and jumping and shouting, but I'm telling you, there's a deep worship experience right now.
Thank you for listening. To find out more about our church, visit POWH.org.